like this movie a lot because it's about writing, right? Yes, in a way. Yes, yeah. it is. It is about supporting many lives on a good wit and a good show of penmanship. So I took a stab at doing some of these jingles that she's trying to you write. You did it. And I tried to make them about the podcast. So, so they're not all great. <laughs> You're going to laugh at me. But I probably will. But here we go. My siblings gab appeal, film and TV zeal podcast. Hey! <laughs> ooh, ah, ooh, ah. My walk the dog outside while we stay inside podcast. Ooh, ah, ooh, ah. Gavin didn't like that one. He was like, Did you really try to rhyme outside with inside? Yeah. <laughs> My rehash movie vibe, rant and diatribe podcast. <gasps> ooh, ah, ooh, ah. Yeah, I like that one. And this one was my favorite. My brother-sister team cannot wait to stream podcasts. This is this is the work of a visionary. <laughs> Stop that. That's all I have to say. No. I'm hardly supporting 12 kids. I mean, good job. Those, I mean, those were pretty all right. I was rather pleased with myself. Guys, new contest. <laughs> <laughs> Write Evelyn Ryan's beech nut gum sandwich jingle about kicking and streaming, and what will we give them? Uh, I guess if we like the best, we'll, we'll pick the one we like the most, and you can pick another movie. Yeah, you can pick a film. Yeah. Oh, hey, what do you know? I love this idea. Sorry, it just came to me. I'm no. full of them. <laughs> Seriously, go for it. Welcome back to Kicking and Streaming, where death by Jello is highly unlikely. I'm Carrie. I'm Ross. And this week, we are talking about the prize winner of Defiance, Ohio. I love this movie. I know you do. I'm very excited for this, today. This was one of the movies I had in mind when I conceived of this podcast. I was like, oh, if I could get Ross talking about that movie. It's just such a great story. It is a good story. You know what I mean? It, I, it's it's one of those things that makes you, you know, take a look at your own family and go, damn. <laughs> We are lacking in um, creative wit. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, Before we get started, don't forget you can go follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Kick and Stream. K-I-C-K-N-S-T-R-E-A-M. And you can write the show at kickingandstreamingpodcast at gmail.com. That is with an an and not with an ampersand. And don't forget, please, guys, please go leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or one of our other platforms. We'd really like you to go and do that. Pretty please with sugar on top. Oh my god, that'd be so great. I bet some of you have the app open. Mm-hmm. Please go review us. We, even if you have bad things to say, we want to hear from you. Yeah, we need that constructive criticism from our listeners. Please and thank you. Thank you. All right. I have one question. Well, what's that? How did they get her to sit on this envelope? <laughs> on the poster? <laughs> How did they get that envelope to stand up so perfectly? Oh, Ross, I gotta tell you, there's this thing called Photoshop. It's literally what makes the internet funny. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> you hijacked my bit. Oh, I'm so sorry. No, it's okay. It was good. It was good. The folks out there, they can win all kinds of big prizes. Write a two-line jingle starting, I'm glad I used dial. Is that what I want? Yes, ma'am. Bring it on in. In Defiance, Ohio. Mom! One remarkable housewife. Mom! What, honey? Raised ten kids. On 25 words or less. Mrs. Ryan, congratulations. You have won the grand prize. Oh my goodness. Looks like you're the one who got lucky, Kelly. Can I 
dice at the shop. Anytime you win something, it's... Oh, we know who the breadwinner is. It's up to you to make him a good home. But I do. Well, you'll have to try a little harder. Enjoy it, Dad. Come on, Mom. You've been stuck in the house for 20 years, cooking and cleaning. We're out of milk. You could be having an interesting life. I do have an interesting life. Frisk the Frigidaire, clean the cupboards, bear sandwich. That's a good one, Mom. You get to stay home writing in your stupid notebook. Those stupid notebooks are the only reason this family isn't living on the streets. Mrs. Ryan, you are our first prize winner. Mom, frisk the So, Terry Ryan. Let's talk about Terry Ryan for a second, shall we? Oh, Terry. So, Terry Ryan is a writer from San Francisco. Was a writer, I should say, from San Francisco. Rest in peace, Terry oh, Ryan. No. She passed away from brain cancer in 2008. Oh, so About sad. three years after the movie came out. Oh, well, at least she got to see yeah, it. Yeah, at least she got to see that fulfilled and be a part of it. A lesbian woman. Oh! So she's immediately in my camp. Hello! Um, love you, Terry. Girl, we love you. I mean, hey, they say one of every ten people is gay. And there are ten kids. So, I mean, I'm glad she ended up being the one. <laughs> She's having drinks in heaven with Sylvia Rivera. And her right mother. Now. Yeah, and her mother. <laughs> and she was the only child to write anything about this woman. So, I mean, hey. It's a bold step. I it, gotta be honest. The, the memoir is called The Prize Winner of Defiance, Ohio, How My Mother Raised Ten Kids on 25 Words or Less. Oh, my God. Just the just the concept. <laughs> Gives fills me with stress. Terry Ryan, her mother, Evelyn, basically raised her whole family off of contesting in the 50s and 60s. So basically contesting back then, you know, you had advertising agencies, you know, they'd send stuff out and they'd be like, hey, write us a jingle. You know, yeah, they're exploiting consumerism for their marketing strategy. You know, fill in the lines, you know, like it'll be great. We'll send you all this money and all these prizes. And guess what? Evelyn wins in this movie. Fabulous money and prizes. Yes. Like I said at the top, I love that we're covering this because Evelyn's character is a writer Mm -hmm. and I just get off on that shit. I love this story. Guess whose hand is in this pot? Tell me. Robert Zemeckis. <laughs> yeah. Tell me if you've heard of any of these titles. <laughs> Back to the Future. Yes. Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Have. Forrest Gump. Affirmative. Beowulf. See. The Polar Express. We. Flight. No. Denzel. It's Denzel. It's, the, it's the Denzel movie. Oh, remember? is that the one where he's a pilot? Yeah. Oh, he, okay. And he drunk lands the plane. Oh. And it's a big scandal. Oh, dear. Yeah. Oh, my. Yeah. Okay. He's, yeah, alcoholic. Anyway. So, yeah, Robert Zemeckis has had his hands in a lot of honeypots. <laughs> and he's he is a renowned film producer. <sighs> Who have we got in here? We have three actors of note in this film. Yeah. Because no. they carry the film. It, it, they really do. First of all, we have Julianne Moore, of course. Guys. Who made your top 10 female performances. Yes, she did. For this role. Yes, she did. I remember talking about this. I, if I remember you correctly, you said that you believe this is, she did a very good job. Oh, yeah. emulating the real Evelyn Ryan. Oh, absolutely. I think 100%. This was the third time in as many years that she played a 50s housewife on screen. Yes, it was. Who could forget the hours <laughs> just a mere three years before? She's basically playing the same role. No. Just like not completely 
depressed about the course of her life. Exactly. You know? I, I've never seen Far From Heaven. That was the other one. I have no idea what that's about. I mean, you'll know Julianne more from things like Boogie Nights, Big Lebowski, The Hours, Kids Are All Right, Still Alice, for which she was nominated for an Academy Award. Crazy Stupid Love. Crazy Stupid Love. She's been, in, that is her first kicking and streaming appearance. Woody Harrelson. Guys. A perfect, a personal favorite of mine. Is this is this his first time visiting kicking and streaming? I think it is. Okay, Woody. All right. You know, he was famous for being on Cheers. You might know him from the Zombieland films. Yes. He he was also in the Hunger Games series. Yes, he was. <laughs> hey, Al McCoyne. And hey, Mitch, what's his balls? <laughs> What is Hamish's last name? I don't remember. I don't remember either. Oh, God. But another alcoholic that he's played. <laughs> he, yeah. He tends to play some alcoholics. <laughs> Just saying. Laura Dern. This is Laura Dern's first kicking and streaming appearance. <laughs> I love her. We'll do Jurassic Park soon. Guys, If you, there's only two things you really need to know Laura Dern from to know that she is an accomplished actress. And that is <clears throat> Jurassic Park. And the puppy episode. Like, yes, that's it. The puppy episode on Ellen, where she, Ellen comes out to Laura Dern. It's Ellen DeGeneres, Laura Dern, and Oprah. That is why, that is why Laura Dern just disappeared after that. Oh, yeah. No one would hire her. I'm like, that is so shitty and petty. But yeah, Laura Dern is just good all around. She's a good egg. All right, sis, we're going to dive into this. Let's get a going now before we run out of time. Sorry, I thought that would come to me fast. (laughs) I didn't, did it? No. (laughs) So we start out with this really cool opening credit sequence, don't we? Yes, we do. I love the music. All of these ads that we're seeing, all of these vintage 50s ads, these are all taken from the real Evelyn Ryan's desk. Were they really? Yeah. Cool. (laughs) Yeah, I know. So we're seeing like the real thing and not something that they recreated. That's amazing. We open with Evelyn Ryan watching a dial contesting promotion. Dial soap makes me itch. (laughs) Does it really? It does. (laughs) Grandma and Grandpa Brown, they always had dial soap. Do you remember that? Yeah. And it would always make me itch like nuts. Maybe you were allergic to something. And my, my grandmother gave me Dove and Dove made me itch even worse. Oh, no. I know. But no, Dial Dial Soap is uh, having a grand contest, aren't they? Yeah. I love that a lot of this movie has Evelyn on screen serving as her own narrator. Yeah, yeah. Very Lizzie McGuire. Like, like. She, she'll be in the shot as yeah. the character, and then she'll be standing off to the side as this omniscient narrator. I would say it's some good editing. I, I, I agree. The only part where it's hanky is when she hands herself the toaster. Yeah, that's a little... Um... <laughs> We can see what's up. <laughs> Just saying. Evelyn is explaining the concept of contesting to us. Mm-hmm. There once was a time, believe it or not, when skill and a reasonable amount of luck could actually feed a family of 12. Try to come out, you sorry dog-faced bastard. Play ball! Contesting, if you haven't heard of it, was a lucrative way for overworked housewives to use their underused wits. Housewives could make some extra scratch by writing in to these big companies for their contests. And even if it wasn't extra moolah, it was it was prices. Yeah. It was a you know, a freezer, a washer dryer unit, 
You know, because they knew that, like, oh, if we give women these products, they'll lap the shit up like baby birds. Yeah, and you they'll, know? you know, they'll be loyal consumers forever. Mm-hmm. I really don't like it. It all feels gross and weird to me. Um, This is capitalism working, okay? <laughs> yeah, oh, whatever. <laughs> whatever. Okay. <laughs> She's got a lot of people to support. She's got 10 kids. Get off of her! Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. I'm just like, who allows this to happen? In addition to 10 children, she also has an alcoholic husband to support. He's drinking all the paychecks. Kelly Ryan is just, uh, he's hes a broken man. He had his own, you know, dreams dashed long ago, which we will go over soon. But, you know, I think he's feeling rather he has no other purpose in life but to drink. Yeah. Yeah. Not even, he, he won't even be right for his children. Alcoholism is a disease. Yeah. And we're very quick to blame the alcoholic, but the alcoholic is also the victim. Yeah. There, that is a disease and that it is un- unyielding and difficult to combat. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, Please don't cause abuse within your family. Like, just like nobody's trying to apologize for anybody. When we formally meet Kelly, his kids inform him that they are being evicted from the home. <laughs> dad, dad, we're being evicted. He just gets out of the car like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's not shocked. And he goes, that's OK. Your kids, your mother will think of something. Why is this on her? Because she's the one who makes the money. I, I mean, essentially. But in his head, he makes the money. But he has a job. He's a machinist. He is always save. She is always saving them from the final straw. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because he's constantly spending the money on alcohol. And so this, you know, scene that we're getting seems to be kind of a common thing. You know, her and the kids gathered around the television, hoping and praying that, you know, they'll get a good jingle for mom to write so that she can make them money so that they can eat. Because that's the one plus about having so many freaking kids, right? Yeah. She gets to submit multiple entries under all of their names. That's right. She also does do that. And she's like, it's completely legal. She's like, it's a completely legal tactic in the contesting world. (laughs) And that's the thing I love about Evelyn. She's so... She's so she's very, very sweet, but she's also very professional. Yes. And she does not act like your tip. She doesn't have the intellect of your typical housewife. She's college educated. She She, is. She worked at a newspaper for a little while before she got married, you know, but she's also not the kind of smart person that will look down her nose at you. Exactly. And I just love that about her. And she loves all of her children surprisingly equally. Yeah. No, I'm not trying to make fun. I don't know how anybody would keep track of all of that. She keeps track of all of them to the T, knows them in and out like the back of her hand. She has children from the ages of like an infant to 18 years old. Exactly. I can't. I can't. I, I don't know how that kind of thing happens. Mothers are superheroes. That is how it happens. We get a scene pretty early on where we see the benefits of this contesting reaped in full. Mm-hmm. Because I don't remember, what company does she win the bike from? Congratulations, son. You've just won $5,000. I did. I'm Mr. Forrest. This is Mr. Baby and Mr. Kramer of the Western Auto Supply Company. Out of 65,000 entries in our national bike contest, you have won the grand prize. And that's not all. You've won a brand new Western Fire bicycle and a Western house washer and dryer. A washing machine? That's right. She, the relief on her face is so precious. It's so amazing. Like, just her looks of amazement really get me because it's just like, oh, I can feel all of the relief in your little heart. And all of those tears well up instantly. It's not forced. And she, she just, just starts laughing and, like, she just sits down. I just have to sit down and have myself a happy cry. <laughs> 
I love that. It's so adorable. They're going to use the prize money to put a down payment on a new house Mm -hmm. because the landlord's going to kick them out anyway. And there are children sleeping. Five to a room. (laughs) I know. No, 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 no. I'm so not appealing. Kelly is going to have a problem with this because he's a man in the 50s. Mm -hmm. His wife is providing and he resents that. I don't understand where he gets off. Like his friends at his little shop are all always teasing him and picking on him because he's not being the active breadwinner right now. No, Evelyn's bringing in all the money with the contesting. Evelyn is actually eager to put her name on some legal papers, like you can tell. Yeah, when they're going to sign the mortgage for the new house. Because it's, you know, I bet she has never owned anything in her life. Mm -hmm. And this is her money. This is literally her money. And like, she's like taking off her gloves with the guy at the bank and she's like, you need both of our signatures, is that correct? And then the guy's just like, oh, it's okay. You're just a silly woman. You don't need to sign these papers. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I mean, basically, more or less. Yeah, no. And the way Kelly just kind of takes over the conversation is like, well, it's all going to be in my name because I'm the man. Ha, da, 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 da. <laughs> so I'll just sign it. Well, well, I guess it's all on me then. Unless mother here wants to start Punching in the shop. Only if you'll do the ironing, Dad. (laughs) He passively, aggressively insults her, and she's just like, she just takes it with such grace. I know. Yeah, she doesn't cause any further confrontation. She's just like, only if you'll do the ironing, Dad. And I'm just like, I would have knocked him backwards out of his chair. Like, but you can't do that in 1950, whatever the hell. I know. So Evelyn, Kelly, and all 10 of their kids move into this bigger, much nicer house. Yes. They're moving in, and the appliances she won are being delivered, and she doesn't, some of them she doesn't even remember winning. Oh, goodness, I'd forgotten about that. (laughs) Ask any Eskimo, and they'll say, frozen keeps the freshness in every day. (laughs) Oh, my gosh, I forgot all about that one when it rains and pours. Down, down, down. Bring it on in. She got a washer, dryer, and then, oops, surprise freezer. Yeah, freezer. Kelly absolutely resents the sight of this freezer. Yeah, he's just looking at it, and he's like, Besides, it's dangerous. It could fall in there and suffocate. No, you won't, Dad. I don't want to have to say I told you so, tough. I'd like to keep it. What the heck for? Do you know how much electricity this thing leaves? Well, it inspires me, Kelly. It's something to be filled. Well, good luck with that, Mother. Even Howard Hughes couldn't fill that thing. She will not let him make her feel bad about this freezer. She has a magnificent talent for this. It's so admirable. She should be so upset with him because he's just a bum. Yeah, he's literally just a bum. And Evelyn has a permanent residence on the high road. You know those signs you see on the side of the road that say adopt a highway? Yeah, yeah. Evelyn owns the high road. (laughs) You have to pay her a personal toll when you get on the high road. Like seriously, every time Kelly tries to be nasty, she takes that nasty comment and she just you know redirects it to something much nicer yeah and meaningful she and- would rather things be nicer i mean you could say that she's avoiding the issue that's one perspective on it i think she's protecting her kids i think she is protecting her kids and she just she wants to redirect that energy somewhere more productive The next thing I have in my notes is, oh boy, Kelly's listening to the ball game and drinking. I think it's the Red Sox and the, oh, what would it be? The Toledo something? I have no idea. Since Toledo's the nearest city to Defiance? I don't know. I'm surprised you came up with Red Sox, frankly. I didn't know that. Well, it's because, you know, 
tough, little tough comes up to Evelyn and Kelly is drunk and screaming at the radio because the Red Sox are winning. Oh, that's right. And oh, she left her she's workbook. She's like, I left my spelling book in the kitchen. And Evelyn's like, okay, let's go look. And it's sitting on the new freezer, mm-hmm. which is right by Kelly. Mm-hmm. And Kelly is flailing about in a drunk despair because the Red Sox are head. She's like, let's take the back off your shoulder. Who's ahead? The Red Sox. All right. Evelyn just finds a moment where he's stable, quickly runs in there, grabs the book, and a pitch gets thrown. Strike three. God damn it, the holy fucking hell! You're killing us, you stupid bastard! Is he so emotionally invested in this because he has money on the game? You know, that is something I've never thought about until literally just now. Like, and he might have. Who like, knows? It's not stated expressly, but no, you know, he's way he's way more upset here than he is in a lot of these scenes. Yeah, and I think it's because he's got money riding on the outcome. I think it also might be the amount of alcohol of, of alcohol yeah. that he's taken in. It could very well be. And you know, I'm trying not to laugh about it because it's funny to hear you describe it. Uh-huh. It's not funny. That's a family. It's, yeah, this scene is not funny to watch. That that family is living in terror. Yeah, you know, it doesn't always have to be violence, guys. You, when people manage by intimidation, it can be terroristic. Kelly, Hulk get angry. Yeah. And he comes back in the house and he trips on that freezer mm-hmm. and that's it. That's the st- last straw. He starts wailing on it with a frying pan. Takes that frying pan and just over and over again, he's like, I want this goddamn thing out of the house oh, and he- I want it out now. It's offending him with its mere existence. He is screaming, almost like he's in terror himself. And so that's when the table comes over, the glass gets broken. And a neighbor called the cops. This is routine. Oh, I, I can't. I, Ross, I have a lot of feelings about this scene. We cut to like, whatever, 10 minutes later, Evelyn is cleaning up his mess while Kelly sobers up over coffee with a couple of cops. Yeah, and the cops are just shooting the shit with him. Like it's, nothing's, there are no, there's no disciplinary tone being had with Kelly. Oh, they're buddies. They're, they're, yeah, they're just getting along. They're, they're talking get, sports. They're getting along famously and they're talking about the game. Problem is number four guy, they got no cleanup batter. Who are you going to put in there? Hey, half the team's in a slump. Best move you can make is get rid of that bum manager. You can't blame the manager. Pitching, I'm telling you. I, I, I became so physically hot like with rage at this point, because this happens even today. Like cops will come to a scene on a domestic violence call and, and just smooth it over. Yeah, they'll think they know the story that they will believe the aggressor yeah. and and not properly investigate O.J. Simpson. The claim. Well, thank you. That's just one of many millions of tragic examples. So it just, huh. Um, this is where we get a little bit of backstory on Kelly and. Uh, Evelyn. Yeah, Evelyn appears again as her own narrator to tell us the story of how she met and fell in love with Kelly. So she was actually a girl with a lot of potential going places. As we had mentioned, she was writing for that newspaper and she went to college. I was also in sore need of adventure. And Kelly Ryan was loads of fun. <laughs> She was so attracted to Kelly because he was a crooner. He was a crooner. And he was very youthful and adventurous and full of life. Oh, I can see the appeal. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm. listen, listen to me right now. I'm going to be so tough on Kelly throughout the rest of this movie mm-hmm. because he just should know better. 
He's not beyond... What am I trying to say? He is not beyond redemption. Yeah, and so he he just should know better. He's a better dude than that, so I'm going to be really tough on him. But I could totally see the appeal. It's so... Oh, my God. When she says, he loved music as much as I loved words. And I'm just like, oh... Oh, I know. My little heart. I, I get it. I so get it. I feel it. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. We were the perfect match. My heart. It makes me that much more sad. Yeah, exactly. About where they are now. Because they could have had, you know, big things going for the both of them. But, you know, Kelly, you know how he liced up pop, pop, glug, glug. Yeah. Um, He decides that he's going to go for a joyride one night, drunk as hell, and bust into a telephone pole. Yeah. Piece of glass, rips his throat open, destroys his singing voice. Oh, it's awful. So if he seems unhelpful at times, or selfish, or mean, please remember that he lost his voice. Well, I kept mine. Kelly comes in that next morning and sees the freezer, and he asks if one of the kids did it. One of you kids do this? You did, Daddy. No, I think it was you being playful, and I'm just like, oh, it's not cute, don't Kelly. Try, don't don't try to convince these children that the trauma of last night did not happen. It like, is not cute. And he's like, you know what? I'm gonna work all day and come home, and I'm gonna fill that freezer up to the top. Tough, tiny, tough, adorable, beautiful, sweet, smart, like, tough. Well, how about I just go shoot some squirrels and little bunny rabbits? How about you don't spend so much at the liquor store? Tough is me. I'm so sorry to the people in my life who don't like this about me, but I am that person when you're seeing things happen around you and no one is acknowledging it. I'm like, are we really not going to talk about this? Like Tough said family rights. Exactly. (laughs) So in addition to having an immense talent for entering these contests and winning prizes, Evelyn's success in life also does depend on a great deal of luck. Yes, it does. This is the scene where we get the first confrontation with the milkman, I think. Uh Uh-huh. Because she's literally got a baby in one hand and, like, two messy, dirty children in the other hand. Mm -hmm. And the milkman's hollering at her from the front door. Ray. Ray Ray is the milkman. I hate Ray. You know that I got a schedule to keep Mrs. Ryan. I know you do, Ray. What a life you lead. Three dollars. I'm a little short this week. May I owe you the rest? I, I already got three other families on credit this week. You know I'm always good for it. I'm not a bank, you know. Oh, man, the postman. What's his name? Harold. (laughs) I just think Harold's the name of a mailman. (laughs) Okay, so Harold the mailman. (laughs) It's not his name. But (laughs) But we named him just now. And Harold the mailman has wonderful timing. Yes. Because as soon as the the milkman is shaking her down, (laughs) he comes up with the mail and she's won a prize. (laughs) She goes, oh, would you look at that? I won $3 in a poetry writing contest for the Toledo Blade. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) And he's just like, and then, you know, wanders off to deliver milk to more dickheads. And then I love right after that, they're cleaning up their mess, Barbie and Evie and Evelyn. Barbie's like, I'm sorry I made such a mess, Mommy. And she's just like, oh. Well, no, actually, honey, if I got into the door any sooner, then the milkman would have left before the mailman arrived, and we wouldn't have had any milk for our dinner tonight. So there you go. It was all meant to be. 
I just love her so much. She was like, there you go. It was meant to be. She completely minimizes the feelings of guilt and responsibility for them because they're children. Exactly. That's the way it should be. Yeah. Like they were, they were honestly doing their best to help. Yeah. You know, just say something like, no, honey, wait for mommy next time. Yeah. (laughs) That's what I would eventually come to. She was like, it was fate. Yeah. This is where we get the explanation of how contest entries are processed. Love this little, I love this little sequence. (laughs) Number one, we check for proof of purchase. Because you don't pay, you don't play. (laughs) Because capitalism. Exactly. (laughs) Everything that doesn't come with proof of purchase gets thrown out. And then... They go to the junior editors. Oh, I hated this because... College English majors. Yeah. I was like, oh no, those poor people. Yeah. I immediately thought of the team of college English majors who are definitely writing the Nicholas Sparks books. (laughs) You guys ever notice how many books Nicholas Sparks puts out in like a six month period? What are they teaching our children in college English? Because... (laughs) I just imagine a bunch of poor, underpaid grads shackled to their desks writing romantic stories about white people and so the final judging begins every syllable of every word is scrutinized and analyzed the merits of each debated until only a few of the worthiest remain the ballots are cast the points are added up and the grand prize winner declared right after that the mailman hands her another envelope She completely loses it because she has won a shopping spree. And what better? What better prize for a housewife to win than a shopping spree? Absolutely. At the grocery store. The kids go nuts. Oh, my God. The kids are like, we're going to have everything we've ever wanted ever. Everything we've ever wanted to try but couldn't afford. Exactly. She's really excited about it. And she's telling Kelly about it. And Kelly, and she's like, oh, I got, you know, my friends down at the supermarket to prepare this and have this ready for me. She has a strategy. She has this aura around her, this glowing aura. She's just like, oh, this is so great for us and our entire family. And Kelly's over here. And he's just <laughs> like. He's mad. He's like. <laughs> he's mad because the kids are so excited and they're going to get to eat things like filet mignon and porterhouse steak. Well, I guess hamburger's not going to be good enough for this family. Yeah, anymore. that's his attitude. Yeah. Even though he's being a baby. Yeah, she's like. Evelyn still asks him what he would like. I find his answer a little precious. Now, I've asked the kids to make me a list of what they wanted me to grab. What would you like, Kelly? Ah, don't waste any space in that card on me. Oh, now stop. Think, Kelly. What have you always wanted to try? I don't know. Sure you do. Shrimp cocktail. I like the way they look, kind of elegant. I know how Kelly feels. <laughs> Sometimes I drink orange juice out of a wine glass because it makes me feel fancy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I felt dumb saying that, but it's reality. But like, hey, they're in Defiance, Ohio. I know. In 1950, whatever the hell. And a sh- he thinks a shrimp cocktail is fancy. I find it adorable. That's all. And I, I just love that he's just like, I don't know. It's kind of silly. And she's just like, then you shall have it. Oh, my God. What He does not deserve he her. He does so not deserve her. Oh, my God. We're at the supermarket. We've arrived at the shopping spree scene. And so, you know, she's going to get one cart and 10 minutes to run around this store and get whatever she wants and fill up her cart. It sounds like a lot of time, but if you don't go in there with a plan, with a strategy, if you got a cart with a bum wheel, it's over. If there's one thing Evelyn has, 
its plans and strategies. Oh, I love her. And she's going to get the wink, wink, uh, unofficial help of the supermarket ladies. Yeah, uh, Marge and Edith. I don't know what their names are. (laughs) We see Kelly dressed up in his best. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, hey, who's this guy? (laughs) And he's like, hold on a minute. He has a thing of oil. Yeah. It's like WD-40 or something. I don't know. But it's to grease the wheels of the car. And he's like, there we go. I just, you know. Didn't like the way that sounded. All set. Go. But, you know, and I love this scene. It's one of my favorite in the movie because, honestly, I have always fantasized about this. Just being able to run around for 10 minutes and get whatever you want. Oh, yeah. I've always thought about this. If, if Depending on the kind of store, what would I do? Yeah. And, like, Evelyn Evelyn is giving Marge and Edith instructions. She's like, run, find anything you can that's fancy. Yeah. Anything that we couldn't normally afford. Yeah. That's like, what she's saying. Expensive things. What are we looking for? Anything that's not grown in the United States. Does Hawaii count? Yes! <laughs> no, it does not. No, it Evelyn. does not. You just want pineapple. When was Hawaii made a state? Not... You know what? She'd be right. It wasn't a state yet. Oh, no. Well, it was a territory. It was in the United <laughs> States. It'd been a territory since the beginning of the 20th century, but... Uh, this is probably peak happiness for yeah, I know. the family so and far. And the audience. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, these these kids are screaming their mom's name. Like, they're just like, go, mom! Go, mom! And, like... One of the kids keeps cheating and is like looking at the guy's timer. He's like, 60 seconds, mom! 60 seconds! I feel like I'm watching that old Hertz commercial. Like, go, Evelyn, go! And like, and the last thing she grabs is all those lollipops. Oh, I love it. Yeah. And she crosses the finish line. She's like a crying and the kids are all crying and happy and jumping up and down because they've literally never had this much at once before. I know. And it breaks my heart and also makes it happy at the same time. And, you know, the thing about Kelly is that, yeah, he's an ass, but he has guilt. And he is in the corner, literally hiding because he's like, I don't deserve to be out there cheering with them right now. At least he knows it. And he's just watching them jump up and down. And Evelyn's like, Kelly, Kelly, come over here. And he's like, I'm good. And she's like, come on. And he's just like. He is crying. And she's like, I got your shrimp cocktail. He's so emotional. Yeah. And he just takes takes his handkerchief out and he's dabbing his eyes. And I'm like, oh, Kelly. Oh, God. Is it the self-awareness? Is that why I want to like him? It's the self-awareness. I Just he's so problematic. But he knows it. He, he knows he's not behaving very well. Yeah. I, I don't know. I but, don't know. And a lot of times that's how it is with addicts. It can be. They know full well the gravity of everything, but they just can't stop. Because it's a disease. Yes. Yeah. So we're back at home. Love we're this. trying everything. Everything's open on the table. Yeah. And everybody's it. like, oh, let's have dinner. Yeah. <laughs> this one kid literally just has a cracked coconut and is scooping it out with a knife. And like literally Evelyn is so smart. Kelly is brooding in the corner. He's being a toddler. However happy he was earlier today, it's gone away since then. Because he's been drinking. This is the disease. I can't believe it. He was so happy earlier, and now he is acting like a toddler. And she... She's just she just goes back and she's like, hmm, let's try capers. They come from Spain. Don't pay attention to the man behind the curtain. <laughs> Don't pay attention to the man angrily eating out of a can of spam in the corner. Your shrimp cocktail's in the fridge. 
They say it's good if you squeeze a little lemon on top. Thank you, Mother. Enjoy it, Dad. All right. What will we open next? She's still trying to make him a part of this family. I know, I know. It, she's like, here, I'll get your shrimp cocktail. Her bottomless well of compassion and kindness is practically non-human. I got your shrimp cocktail in the fridge. And she hands it to him. And he's just, he's crying. I know. Because he knows he's been an ass for the past 10 minutes. Montage time. Yes. <laughs> For the next four years, I would win a steady stream of small prizes that would keep us functioning, but never flush. We have a four-year-long montage in which a number of prizes are won. I have in my notes eight pogo sticks? Eight? I know. Why eight? That's so specific. Why would someone need so many pogo sticks? But they got, like, a brownie camera and some tap shoes and a, an inordinate amount of ice crushers. Yeah. Yeah. A bunch of bird seed. Yeah. A pony. That they had to sell to pay the electric bill. <laughs> and a few children have grown and depart. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, Leanne the, went to nursing school. The oldest Leanne went to nursing school. And Dick and Bub, who are the baseball players, got signed to play baseball for the Detroit Tigers. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I know. <laughs> So far, three of my chicks have found their wings, and I am so very proud of them. That is where my prayers went. That's where they all went. Oh, and Evelyn. I'm just like, Evelyn, Evelyn, you're the salt of the earth. Like, I would never want anyone else to be my mom. No, absolutely not. I, I, let's get that straight. But like... <laughs> You know, Julie is my Evelyn. <laughs> you know, we all deserve an Evelyn. We do. And we, we got one. Absolutely. We're very, very lucky. We are. So by 1960, Kelly has... We're still drinking. Yeah, Kelly... <laughs> Kelly hasn't changed and neither has the family. Well, they've grown. They've a grown. Tough is now a teenager. T- yeah. You know, I couldn't... I'm so sorry. I couldn't name any of those other kids because Tough is obviously the one who wrote the book and yeah. therefore gets the most, like, face time. Exactly. The only other important teenager right now is Bruce. Yeah, Bruce is... Yeah, I remember... He's I've the seen, Barney kid. I've seen... Yeah, I've seen that kid in things that are not Barney. I couldn't tell you what they were, but if I looked at it, I bet I could tell. Mm. I bet I could point them out. Evelyn is writing a jingle for a sandwich. Beach Nut Gum. What is that? It's a sandwich company. But it's called Beach Nut Gum. Yeah. There are, there's so many confusing words in that company name. I don't. I don't think it's a. I think it's just like a food company. I don't know. Okay. Well, it's not exactly. Beach Nut is a baby food company at present. <laughs> All right. That's. That's a lot. We've come quite far. Beach Nut used to make peanut butter, jam, pork and beans, ketchup, chili sauce, mustard, spaghetti sauce, macaroni, marmalade, caramel. Sounds like Heinz. Yeah, it sounds like a old Heinz. Anyway, Beach Nut <laughs> is doing a jingle contest for a Beach Nut gum sandwich. I don't know. <laughs> Why? It's a foot long. Yeah, it's more than a foot long. The one they use in the ad. <laughs> The, the one they use in the ad is like six feet long. But I gotta sing about it, and the folks out there, they gotta fill in the words. Well, all right. My dumpty dumpty dum, dumpty dumpty dum sandwich. And that's, you have to fill in the dumpty dums. 
and they're playing the ad on television, and Evelyn's sitting there with her notepad, like, dum dee dum dee dum dum dee dum dee dum sandwich. She's so cute when you can see the cogs in her head turning. Yeah. I love it. Kelly is standing in the kitchen, being drunk and ornery, and cracking wise. My back the daily truck to the lips and suck sandwich. <laughs> I'm a moron and a mutt, and I made you a nut sandwich. Good one, Dad. I'm a chump in a slump, and I live in a dump sandwich. Kelly, I appreciate your willingness to contribute, but I don't think that's very productive. Yeah, I don't think you're... And they're ignoring him. Oh, yeah. For the most part. Good for them. And she's coming up with some singers. Oh, I love them. And the one that really gets the reaction. My frisk the bridge there, clean the covers bare sandwich. (laughs) Are you listening to me, Mother? Yes, Dad, I'm listening. You know what your problem is? No, Dad, I don't. You're too damn happy. (laughs) (laughs) And then everyone starts laughing. Oh, my God. (laughs) It's like, I don't know how to feel. There is a huge defense mechanism happening right there. Oh, yeah. Where they're just choosing to laugh at him. I feel like since time has gone on, they've developed this routine. Yes. If dad starts yelling, just laugh at him. Yeah. (laughs) And I mean, like, hey, whatever you have to do. So Evelyn submits... Frisk the Frigidaire, clean the cupboards, bear sandwich under Bruce's name. Kelly comes home from work one day around the time the milkman comes to collect. Uh Uh-huh. She asks Kelly for money, and he doesn't have any because he just spent it on wild turkey. Yeah. So now she has to go have another negotiation with Ray the milkman Mm -hmm. at the front door. She manages to get the milkman to leave her with about 12 quarts of milk, I think, in those glass bottles. Goes to the front door with the milk, looks right at Kelly and goes, well, that was pleasant. (laughs) Oh, no. He literally gets into it with her immediately. He's like, I work my ass off in that stinky sweatshop all day long, and you get to stay home, do whatever you want. Do whatever I want. Sit around all day writing in your stupid notebooks. Those stupid notebooks are the only reason this family isn't living on the street. (laughs) Hey, you want to trade places with me? And he yanks her arm. And she goes down on top of the milk bottles. This is the most horrifying sequence for me. I can't. It's awful. All that milk shatters all over their living room floor. And you can immediately start to see the blood running into the milk. The broken glass has cut her arms up. It's cut her wrists wide open. Yeah, it's bad. Kelly is immediately. He I think that sobered him up pretty quick. Yeah. Oh, Jesus! What happened? Oh, Jesus! Oh, Jesus! She slipped! Daddy was yelling at her! What did you do to her? It was an accident! Honest to God, Tubby, I wouldn't hurt your mother in a million years. I think somebody should get Mrs. Bidlack. Evelyn is so calm. This is what you were talking about during the top ten female performances episode. Mm. Her composure yeah. during all of this. Because she did not want to upset her children further. Oh my god, I can't imagine having to take all that on. Mrs. Spidlack is the neighbor. Yeah. And some of, she's like, she's a busybody. You need to get Mrs. Spidlack. And Kelly's like, no, don't tell anybody. <laughs> yeah. One of the kids runs to get Spidlack. And so, you know, she gets back home. I love on the way out the door, she's like, oh, you know what the worst part about all of this is, Frida? What? About a quart of milk is soaked up inside my girdle. And I'm like, yucky. Oh, she smells. Oh, I bet she smells. Oh, God. Oh, she gets back from the hospital and she's like, Kelly, I need you to help me get out of these wet clothes. And he's like, sure thing. The scene in the bathroom where he's helping her out of the girdle. He's like sitting on the toilet. Yeah. And and she's standing in front of him. He's carefully taking off her girdle because she can't use her hands right now. They're all bandaged up. All I want in this world is to make you happy. 
need you to make me happy. I just need you to leave me alone when I am. Rough. Oh my god. Cut him deep. Oh. Cut him deep, Evelyn. He deserves it. And, oh. he, and then I just he starts like bawling again. He like puts his head on her stomach. And she's standing there and the cogs are turning. Spilled milk? Don't cry. Unless, of course, it's hip high. I don't cry over milk, spilled or otherwise. I, I just, just wish, wish I'd, I'd spilled a smaller size. She's writing jingles <laughs> in her head. She's writing poetry in her head. She's not even thinking about him. So who ge- who calls? <laughs> Guess what? Evelyn predictably won the sandwich contest. My freeze the frigidaire, clean the cupboard bear sandwich. Oh, baby. You have won a Triumph TR3 sports car and an all-expenses-paid weekend trip to New York City. Oh, my gosh. She won a very nice sports car, oh. a trip to New York City. Well, Bruce won all of this. Yeah, no. But it's Evelyn's. Yeah. <laughs> Let's make no mistake. We know how this works at this point. And they win a buku amount of money, too. Oh, yeah. She's packing for New York. And that's when she gets another phone call. Uh-huh. Roger, one of the teenage boys, was caught stealing some lady's wallet. Straight up. Like, uh, taking it from her. Oh, man. You know, there's somebody on the phone about Roger. Oh, goodness, don't tell me he won something, too. <laughs> oh, no, Evelyn. No, I'm so no, sorry. Evelyn. She has to go bail Roger out of jail. And I'm glad she did. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm glad. Oh, because when she brings him home, Kelly comes unglued. <laughs> He's like... Do we have to tell Dad? Oh, yeah, we have to tell Dad. Cut to telling Dad. <laughs> you see her, little bastard! Kelly! Baby, watch it! Back Kelly, here! Stop! Calm down! He's a criminal, and I'm not going to let him get away. Kelly, get back here! Come on, Kelly! Next time you set foot in this house, I'm teaching you a lesson you'll never forget! Mommy? Mommy, please, please, please don't go to New York City. By the way, I just need to tell everyone this so they feel a little better. The real Evelyn did get to go to New York. She mm-hmm. she did eat at Sardi's. They saw the music man. It was a grand old time. Yay. I, I just need to perk your mood up a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Because it's just going to get a little bit worse before it gets better. And Roger tells her, you know, I'll join the army. That's how I'm going to stay out of jail. I hate it because that scene ends with a wide shot. There's a for sale sign in the window of the car. I mean, yeah, they have to sell the car. Oh my god, it's just I wish she could keep something nice. I know, but, but she Kel- has to she has to pay for everything, you I know. I know. And Kelly would just damage it anyway. Yeah. So one day, Evelyn gets a letter from Dorothy Schaefer. Sweet Dorothy Schaefer. Laura Dern. From uh, Payne, Ohio. Yeah, not very far from She's the prize winner of Payne, Ohio. Yeah, (laughs) there's a whole nother movie. A a high witch of each country. And the ruler of all the high witches (laughs) is the most evil woman in creation. (laughs) The grand high witch herself. How did you get there? I don't know. I, I, that's like a that's like a film quantum leap. I have no idea how like, you how you got from one place to. The I other. thought of women territory, and then I thought for whatever reason, high witch England, grand high witch all the world. I don't know. She pulls the same scheme as Evelyn. She also has a, a relatively large number of kids, and she uses their names for multiple entries. And she's part of this group 
with the cutest name I've ever heard in my life. The Affidaisies. It's so adorable. They're a little, you know, league of contesters, you know? It's like a a book club or a sewing circle, but instead they do contests. They write jingles. Dear Evelyn, those judges judge right. Heck, no wonder I came in second. Talk about a gift for imagery. You have it, gal. And you must come to my house for an Affidaisies meeting. We've got the creme de la creme of contesters. She invites Evelyn to come to one of their meetings. Um, so Bruce had also won, I think, gas money. Yeah. In in this contest. And because Bruce has decided to do his own contesting, guess who else has decided to do their own contesting? Kelly. And they can't remember which one entered this idea. Oh, boy. Kelly or Bruce. And they're fighting about it. We made an agreement. I got Barb, Tough, and Mike. I never said you could use my name. Don't get smart. Did anybody write this down? No, this was a gentleman's agreement. Well, then you'll have to split the gas. He didn't even know about the contest until I told him about it. What are you talking about? I was the one who told you. Split the gas, Kelly. She just turns right to Bruce and she's like, I want you to use your gas to drive me somewhere. (laughs) Evelyn, Evelyn, I see what you did there, and I love you for it. She's Frank Underwood, her own son. (laughs) He's like, I got your son into college, making the vice president. You know, like, I gave you half the gas. Take me to pain. I can't believe, again, I can't believe how you quantum leaped there. Anyway. We're getting in the car to go to pain and meet the Affidaisies and one of her smaller kids... Davy. Davy, all right. Davy, who had poop all over him earlier. Yes, yes. Uh, okay. Davy has gone around to all of the yards in the neighborhood and clipped the nice flowers from people's lawns. Mm-hmm. And um, he brought them all to her as a present. Yeah, right. She's in the car, getting ready to leave with Bruce. <laughs> she was so close. Mommy, wait. Thanks. Mommy, wait. What is it, Davy? I got a surprise for you. You did? Show me. $40 worth of bulbs fall out of this sack. Oh, honey. <laughs> oh, no. Where did you get these? You and just... then Spidlack, Frida, is waltzing up the yard. It's like, what can I do to help? And she's like, well, there's nothing that you can do because you know how long I waited for those to bloom? She's I don't like, care about your fucking tulips, Frida. <laughs> and she's like, well, I'll pay to replace them. How much were they? She's like, well, $40 worth of flowers. And $40 is probably a lot to the Ryans. Oh, yeah. $40 was a lot in general. And like Bruce is getting in pain. And Bruce is like, Mom, are we going or not? And Evelyn's just like, no, honey, turn the motor off. We have to deal with this now. She can't go. And like, God damn it. The kid was trying to be nice. I but know. Like, and she doesn't make him feel bad about it. You know what I hate? I thought they were beautiful. They are beautiful, David. They truly are. Right. Now let's go make amends. And she just takes him by the hand and they go up to the group of Karens on the corner oh, who no. he needs to apologize to for befouling their yards. Oh, no. I love it. It takes two more years for the stars to align. Mm-hmm. Tuff finally learns to drive. So she's going to be able to drive Evelyn. Dortha in letter voiceover. <laughs> Hallelujah, Evelyn Ryan. We are so happy to hear that young Tuff has learned how to drive and will be delivering you to us safely for our next Affidaisies meeting. I don't mean to uh, call you out or anything, but your eyes light up when you talk about Laura Dern. I love Laura Dern. <laughs> Just saying, you are giddy you know, over And I there. think you know why. Oh, I know why. She's Laura Linney-esque. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I understand what you're saying. She's so sweet. I just wanted to be my aunt. 
We've moved our meetings to Emma's house in Goshen, Indiana, which is about 100 miles from where you are. Sorry, it's such a hike, but our gal is eager to show off her new summer outfit. Evelyn, I await your arrival with bated breath. Go shout out to Goshen. Goshen. Have you ever have you ever been to Goshen? I couldn't tell you. I think I did once. I think we went through Goshen on the way to Bethel up in South Bender. Uh, they've moved the meeting so they can accommodate the one affidaisy who is in an iron lung. And I, you, you know what I'm going to ask you. Were iron lungs a real thing? Yes, they were. I thought that was something oh, no. that I was cartoons just, mm-hmm. made up. Just having the same thought. I was like, you always see that shit in early cartoons. And you're like, huh, that's just like a thing. That's just like a joke. I've never seen an actual picture of somebody in an iron lung before. I'm like, sure you in, have. In history books or I, anything. I really don't think I have. Think I'm sure you've seen one in a book somewhere. Oh, maybe I have. Listen, I can't retain every piece of information I come across. I, you know, that just makes you think, that must be hell. Oh, yeah. But th- this woman is very cheerful and she has more than one lung yeah she she's got a yellow one a red one she's got like them all in crayola colors i mean it's the 50s you have to match your iron lung to your handbag she obviously has an expendable income yeah i guess in order to live in an iron lung i'm sure it takes quite a lot i did not expect to have such a long conversation about iron lungs but getting back to the thing anyway so tough and her minimal driving skills, is able to take Evelyn all the way to Goshen. We get these sweeping shots of them driving cross state, and I see those fields, and I'm like, oh, we're in Indiana now. And she goes, oh my goodness, oh my goodness. We've crossed the state line. Doesn't look any different. Oh, the grass is much greener on this side, Tuff. It is much greener. The car starts smoking from the hood, and they pull into this service station. Evelyn, her day already ruined once more, is completely unfazed. Like, I couldn't believe this. Tuff is madder about all of this than she is. Yeah, because she just wants her mom to have one thing go right. Yeah. Yeah. It's so frustrating for a kid, right? When you can't really do anything to change it. Exactly. I can't imagine. And so Evelyn buys Tuff a Baja Blast in a can <laughs> out of the machine. She and does not. No, she buys her a Coke. <laughs> Enjoy a Coke with Evelyn. Tuff just looks her in the face and goes, Do you ever wish you'd never married him? Gosh, Tuff. Do you? No. I don't have any regrets. Come on, Mom. You could be living in a city, writing for a newspaper, having an interesting life. I do have an interesting life. They get the car back on the road, and they get to the Affidaisies meeting, and you would think that these women have known her all their lives. Oh, I know. You've got, um, you've got, of course, our dear Dorothy Schaefer. It's, you've got Betty H and Betty Y. <laughs> you've got Emma What's-Her-Lung in the Iron Lung. They're sitting around, they're talking about techniques, strategies. The little microcosms of contest writing. And I, Evelyn's really eating it all up. She's really enjoying herself. I love it. I absolutely love it. If you're new here, welcome to Kicking and Streaming, where Carrie loves to have conversations about writing and they're passing around contest opportunities Dorothy hands her a little piece of paper and she's like this is the last of the big contest everybody snap these up I got you the last one." Oh no Dorothy you keep it Mm-mm, honey you got more kids at home now you take that It's the Dr. Pepper time of your life contest. Oh okay so this is the big ticket this, item This is the big ticket item They get back to Ohio and all of the kids are in the backyard Yeah because the front door is locked and they can't get in. They go around and all the kids are in the backyard. She's like, what are you all doing out here? Dad locked us out of the house. I just love the, he what? 
Kelly locked them out of the house. Because Kelly's been drinking and crying over an irrational drunk thought. He is in hysterics because she is late and he, he thought she was never coming back. She's sniping with him while she pulls food out of the fridge and he grabs her arm again. You left at the crack of dawn and you don't come back until it's almost dark. What the hell were you doing all this time? I was gone for 10 hours. You can't take care of your kids for less than half a day, and you might as well leave this house. You can goddamn be the one to leave. Get off of my father! Tough takes matters into her own hands at this point. She is on his back. Get off of my mother. Evelyn takes that full bowl of strawberry jello and throws it on Kelly's front. And Kelly is so disoriented. He just falls back across onto the fridge and sinks down to the ground. And then this piano track starts playing. <laughs> For picnic or party, jello's a boon. Made by nine, all set by noon. With taste and shimmer shake appeal. Jello jollies any meal. And he just is looking down at himself covered in this red jello and he goes, Christ, mother, <laughs> you've killed me. Death by jello is highly unlikely. And I want you to know I am not cleaning up this mess. I love her so much. I know. The kids are snickering. They're loving it because she's given him a taste of his own jello. He's like, Tough, will you give me some towels? And she's like, Oh, not in her life. She's not cleaning up after you. <laughs> I love it. Okay, now we've come to the desk. Again, I resent them for making me feel things. Yeah, because we realize, you know, he's been a dick all day, but this morning he was actually quite an angel. Yeah. Using money that he had been saving, he bought her the nicest desk to have for herself. Oh my God, it's beautiful. And she's standing there looking at it and she just she's beside herself for words. Found it at a secondhand store and paid a guy at the shop to fix it up. It's the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. I thought it was about time you had a a proper desk. He is such a detriment to them as a family unit. But I'm a writer. I see that desk. I know the love language that's happening here. Yeah. He's trying to give her a little corner where she can have peace. Mm -hmm. Like where she can feel good about what she's doing. Feel like a real writer. And I'm not going to get choked up thinking about it because Mm -hmm. I'm still mad at him. The next day, oh boy, here it goes. We're going to, the hits just keep on coming. Hello? Hello, Mrs. Ryan. It's uh, Cutter Murphy. Down here at Defiance Home Saving and Loan. Just just a friendly reminder to uh, let you know that the second mortgage is coming due on your house. The second mortgage? The second one? I thought there was only one. I was there when we signed the first one. This is a surprise to Evelyn. And I got all emotional thinking about this desk. And then when this happened, I literally heard a car screeching to a halt in my head. I heard the sound effect. So she finds out they have 4000 some odd dollars due in less than a month. That's a lot of 1960s money. And then in very Judy Kennedy fashion, she is waiting for Kelly. When he gets home from work on the porch and he goes, hello, mother. What are you doing out here? When were you going to tell me about the second mortgage? Oh, my gosh. And he's just like, oh, that's that's coming up, is it? I felt like a drowning man, never being able to catch up. I just wanted for once to have a few extra dollars in my pocket. Well, that's water under the bridge now, isn't it? You know how it is. 
They're always scarier when they're not yelling. Yeah. Moms. Yeah, yeah. When they have that tone. You're crapping your pants. You're like, oh, no. Things just get really sparse at that point. I love the scene where she takes the soup out. Oh, no. And she makes the soup for them. And she looks in the soup packet and she's just like, there's nothing left. Evelyn gets the phone call that she is in the running for the Dr. Pepper Time of Your Life contest. Mm-hmm. Mrs. Evelyn Ryan? Yes, this is she. I'm interviewing finalists for the Dr. Pepper Time of Your Life contest. Yes, yes of course. Will you be in this afternoon? Uh, yes, yes, certainly. Um, Three o'clock? Oh, that'll be fine. We'll, we'll be here all day. Do you have our address? Yes, I do. That's my job. Finally, something positive. I was in need of a pick-me-up. So they're going to, I guess this is what you did when, when contests were this huge, because mm-hmm. how much money is on the line here? More than they need to pay off the mortgage. Okay, so we'll just go with that. Mm-hmm. And this guy's going to come out to the house and interview them kind of as a family. Yeah. Mostly Evelyn, but interview the family. She gets off the phone with that guy. And she's like, guys, everybody, family meeting, family meeting. Kelly's running out of the bathroom, pulling up his pants. Detective <laughs> <laughs> is on his way to defiance right now. I am in the running for the time of your life contest. Is this a big one? It's very big. Ah. Oh, we need to clean this place up. Betsy, Davey, pick up your toys. Oh, talk, get all that stuff off. The table. It's, like, the, it's that video of, of that person's like, all right, everybody throw out the chairs. No one can know we sit. He's like, here's my last dollar. Go get a thing of Dr. Pepper. I just love her. She's so smart. We need to show the men that we're using the product. Absolutely. When the guy finally gets there and they're all sitting down, every kid has it's a like, bottle of Dr. Dr. Pepper, Pepper in their hand. Uh-huh. Evelyn is wearing red. That's not an accident. No. She's trying to put their brains there. Exactly. She's so freaking smart. I just, I love his final question. <laughs> If you were stuck on a desert island and you only had one beverage to drink, what would the beverage be? And she just stares him right in the face and goes, Orange juice. Orange juice. To prevent scurvy. But my beverage of choice is Dr. Pepper, of course. And those kids all shit bricks. <laughs> They're all like, what the fuck? You see them visibly <laughs> stiffen. And he's just like, I appreciate your honesty. We'll let you know. I love that he's a corporate shill and he still hates the words he's saying. <laughs> so he's practically rolling his eyes. And, you know, she's like, when are we going to know? Mm, probably about 30 days from now. She's like. I see, because that's too late. There should be an air of joy in the house, but there's not, because she might not win this contest, and they might still lose this house, and they might have to split up. And Evelyn has officially hit her breaking point, because she knows that these contests are dying out. Yeah. And one day, she won't be able to pay the bills this way. And then what's going to happen? And, you know, she shuts herself in her room, and Kelly comes in there. You'll think it's something. No, you think it's something. It's your turn. Your turn to make things right, because I'm out of ideas. Please don't fall apart. No, for on God's mother. sakes, Kelly, I'm not a saint. If you can't stand to see me upset, then go away. Let me do it in peace. So the atmosphere in the house continues a downward spiral. And, you know, everybody, the closer we get to the due date, the more depressed everybody gets. The kids are now being given boxes. Yeah. To pack up. And every time the phone rings, they jump like jackrabbits uh-huh. because they're hoping that's salvation. Yeah. And it just hurts me. I've read a lot of like nonfiction pieces about families living in extreme poverty. And I j- we've been so fortunate. I just can't even imagine. Oh, no. You're w- you're waiting on a corporate conglomerate to maybe grace you with this life changing money. Yeah. I can't even. They're packing the house up and the phone rings again. 
Hello. Hello. Is this Mrs. Evelyn L. Ryan? Uh, this is she. Mrs. Ryan, it's my pleasure to inform you that you are a first prize winner in the Dr. Pepper Time of Your Life contest. On a trip for two to Switzerland, a Ford Mustang, his and hers launching watches, and cash in the amount of $3,440.64. Goodness, well, these prizes couldn't come at a better time from my large family. She's just staring. Yeah. She can't believe it. She, I would be breathless. Her entry beat out 250,000 other entries. That's insane. I know. I I love that they put a number on it. Oh, God, there's so much joy in this scene. Everybody begins to cry and hoot and holler and jump up and down. They're not going to lose their home and they, they're not going to have to split up. Kelly picks her up and swings her around. The only one who's not excited is Tough. Yeah. Who, again, I know why she's not excited because she knows this isn't going to change anything. This poor child has had no stability and cannot find joy in this because she's convinced it's going to happen again. Exactly. She's convinced they're going to be in the exact same spot up shit creek, no paddle, and maybe mom won't be able to get them out of trouble next time. She just says to Evelyn, she's just like, he's never going to change. And she's like, no, yeah, he's not. He's pretty much set in his ways. Forgive him, tough. Forgive him so that you can embrace this truly remarkable day. Ooh, Evelyn, you are asking everyone to be so big. I know. Like, like, I kind of get where she's coming from. Forgiveness is not about the other person. Of course not. It's for you. It's so you can move on and you can have peace in your life. Just, it's such good advice. You got to find peace within yourself because you may not be able to get it from other people. You know, they go out front and all the kids and Kelly are on the front steps. And Oh, this is so sweet. Kelly's playing his ukulele and he's playing... <laughs> ukulele? He's playing his ukulele and he's playing Bye Bye Blue on it. Aww. And he's singing to him. Bells Yes, we get this nice wrap up with uh, Evelyn and voiceover and Evelyn just basically starts saying, you know, I never won a major contest after that like that again. And all of the kids were seen safely off to their destinations. We get an end credit scene where we learn where all the kids ended up. Leanne became a hospice nurse. And she lives in Florida mm-hmm. with her husband. Dick washed out of baseball after an injury. Sorry about that, Dick. Bub chose to be a police officer instead of playing baseball. Mm-hmm. Roger started a business after he got out of the army. Bruce went on to law school and he was the ADA for the state of California mm-hmm. for a number of years. Mm-hmm. Tough obviously became a writer. She wrote the book this movie is based on. Went to went to California herself. Mike is a part-time teacher. Mm-hmm. Barb earned a BA in theater and she restores old houses with her husband. Mm-hmm. Lots of theater. Betsy also got a PhD in theater. I have an edit to make. This whole time, Evie has been Betsy. (laughs) I've mixed that up. There is no Evie, is there? Dave is the only kid that stayed in Defiance. Mm -hmm. He married his high school sweetheart. It's very cute. Very nice. She updates us on Kelly. Uh, It kind of is implied that Kelly kind of cooled off, I think, after that. Mm -hmm. Either that or he got too old to to handle the 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 booze anymore. (laughs) I don't know. And he he lives a lot longer than I would have expected. My husband, Kelly, bless his soul, found his peace at last, and he left a legacy of atonement that, frankly, took my breath away. 
He deposited his pension checks in a secret account that he had opened just for me. I never had to worry about earning another nickel again. Oh, I, my heart. Yeah, and he never told her. I don't know why he wouldn't tell her. Be, uh, because I think maybe he realized it's what he, you know, needed to be doing. Yeah, maybe he didn't want to get any extra credit for that. Because, because it's like, what it should have he. It's what he should have been d- doing the all the whole along. time. Yeah. Yeah. So God, I mean, I tell you what. Talk about waiting to the last second <laughs> to really get yourself on somebody's good side. And you know, the next shot we get is the real Ryan family. Yeah. All, all of the. All of the grown-up kids d- decided to come and be in the movie for the epilogue. When Evelyn finally goes to meet Jesus, they're all cleaning out her house, and all the real kids are in the scene. And little Betsy comes, not Evie, <laughs> not Betsy. <laughs> You've been calling her Evie this whole time. Betsy comes up, and she's looking through her mom's old papers, and she's like, tough do you want to take mom's typewriter? And I mean, you better give Tuff the typewriter. <laughs> Are you kidding me? That's not going anywhere else but into Tuff's possession. She really earned it. And you know, Tuff carries that typewriter out to the front steps and she pulls that paper out of the typewriter and then Julianne Moore pops back into frame. Oh my goodness. I believe this was the last thing I ever wrote. Every time I pass the church, I stop and make a visit. So when I'm carried in feet first... God won't say, who is it? Well, it's not my best. But the sentiment is right. I'm trying not to cry. Just the one kiss she gives adult puff. Oh, and she smiles. I gotta stop. (laughs) It does choke you up there at the end. It does. And then, like, it fades to black and it just says, for Evelyn Ryan. I love it. I love it so much. We get that family photo. After we learn where all the kids went. Mm-hmm. And oh, I just, oh. I'm sitting on top of the world. Just rolling along. Rolling along. I love this movie because, you know, Evelyn's bottomless compassion and kindness obviously remind both of us of our own mother Mm -hmm. everything our mother does for us everything she went through raising us it's not a hot take mothers are the best yeah like you know when when they're good they're amazing obviously yes i agree i love this film because evelyn ryan of course reminds me of everything that is good in our own mother it's the spirit of a protector You know what I mean? I feel like that's what Julianne Moore captures so well. She's so sweet and and so indomitable. She is the highest possible version of herself that she can be. I know. It's so, it mad respect. It's such an example. And that's how our mother has always lived her life. Yeah. She wouldn't agree. (laughs) She would not agree with me. But in my eyes, she has always been the highest possible version of herself that she can be. And it's taught me respect and appreciation and kindness and tolerance and general respect for all humans. I love that people can watch this movie and hopefully think of their mother in the same way. That's so nice. It's just a very extraordinary and very unique story. I couldn't stop thinking about what our mom would get for us if she won a shopping spree. Uh-huh, yeah. She'd get me lemon bars. Yeah. And she'd get you your orange Tic Tacs. Uh-huh. Oh, God. Mom, I love you. Exactly. <laughs>
So with this beautiful story of motherhood and trial that we've given to you today, we hope that you keep your own mother in your hearts this week, as it, and we hope that you were able to wish your mothers a very happy Mother's Day yesterday. Yeah, I hope you got her something, guys. And I mean, we gotta give the realest shout out right here, right now. Oh yeah. We do. I think we've pretty much been doing it this whole time. I want, if you're listening to this right now, I want you to think about your mother. I want you to think about all the good things and bad things in your mother. And I want you to appreciate and understand both of those things. And then I want you to know that your mother is nothing. Stop Because it. my mother is everything. Okay? It's not a contest. It is. It's not it a is. contest. And our mother wins. She is better than all the other mothers out there. Sweet mother, I love you. I love you so much. I love you to the moon and back. I love you farther. I love you to Andromeda and back. Honestly. Oh my god. I love you to Naboo and back. I love you to Alderaan and back. Not Alderaan. <laughs> no, not to Alderaan. There's no Alderaan. <laughs> you know what I mean. I do. Happy Mother's Day from all of us here at Kicking and Streaming. And by all of us, I mean me, Carrie Ann, and Gavin. Yeah. <laughs> also a happy Mother's Day to Jana. Does Jana listen? Yeah. Yay! Say hi to Jana. Hi, Jana. Happy Mother's Day to you. So next week, we're going to say something nice about Diablo Cody. <laughs> yeah, we're going to say something nice about Diablo Cody. Because, y'all, we to celebrate a special part of motherhood, and that is young motherhood. Yes. The 2007 teen comedy, Juno. I'm so ready. I know, because Allison Janney. Allison Janney. You love Allison Janney. And Ellen Page. And I love everybody in this movie, oh, actually. Absolutely. Like this, this, There are very few perfectly cast movies out there. This one's perfect. Oh, cast. I, everybody gives great face, yeah. great performances. It's a, it's amazing. And the writing. Uh, Academy Award for Best Original Screenplay. We're, Juno. We're going to be here for three hours just talking about the dialogue. I'm so excited. Look at me in the eyes. We will not sit here next week and recite this movie to each other. Okay. <laughs> just, just promise me. I can't make a firm promise on that. I really can't. I can't. I honestly cannot look you in the eyes right now and tell you that we will not be quoting the whole movie next week when we record. I'm sorry. I cannot give you that. And I will not give you that. Because I cannot. I'm, I am not in the business of making promises I can't keep. Honest blog. That's probably what's going to happen, yeah. I guess. <laughs> Um, so, jeez, so banana, shut your freaking gob, okay? <laughs> it all started with a chair. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. In the meantime, guys, please head on over to Facebook, Twitter, follow us at Kick and Stream. K I C K N S T R E A M. Please, you can write the show, make requests, tell us what movies you guys want to see. What guy? What movies you guys want to hear about at Kicking and Streaming Podcast at gmail.com. That is with an and, not an ampersand. And please, guys, please go write us reviews. Please recommend us to your friends. We are getting some downloads for some new places lately. Yeah. I'm loving it. Keep sharing, guys. Yeah, your ability to help spread us about gives us the ability to create so much more quality content. And we, we would really like to see that. <laughs> <laughs> we would really like to see that happen. More quality content coming to you from Kicking and Streaming. Until then, I'm Carrie. I'm Ross. And as always, saw a dumb. I love you, Mom. Let's okay, do I love you, Mom. Uh, more quality. More quality. More quality content coming to you from Kicking and Streaming. Until then, I'm, I'm Carrie. I'm Ross. And as always, we love, love you, Mom. Mom.